Hello, and welcome to Where RA Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up the former RAs and hearing where their journey of life has taken them since their glory days at New York University. I'm tonight's co-host. My name is Yumi, and I'm a senior from Omaha, Nebraska, studying the chemical and cultural sciences of world dance, and I'm currently an RA in Founders Hall. And I'm Tom Ellett, your other co-host, and I serve as the Senior Associate VP of Student Affairs. Yumi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you. It's great to have you. Thank you, it's great to be here. <laughs> so tell me, uh, studying in Gallatin, that's a big concentration. Yes, yes, it's, a, it's got a lot of different components trying to mash them up into one. And what is it that you want to do long term? Um, so ultimately, I don't exactly want to do anything that has to do with dance. Um, so I hope to one day become an orthodontist. So after um, graduation, I hope to go to dental school and then go on to specialize in orthodontics. Excellent. Yeah. Now, what made you want to be an RA in your senior year? Um, so after three years of focusing on myself and where my career path is leading to, I just really wanted to give back to the community and help um, the freshmen find their path as well. Tell me a little bit about freshman year. You weren't in Founders. No, I was not. Uh, I was in Weinstein Hall, a little bit different than Founders, infrastructure-wise, but I was always very jealous of the kids who were in Founders Hall, but shout out to Weinstein nonetheless. And a great view from your room. Actually, no, I'm on six, Um, so I have a great view of the building next to us, but other than that, you know... I look down and I see the street on there the right side. Oh, and they're working lots on it now. <laughs> yes, I know so much construction out there, but, you know, it, still a great place to call home. <laughs> it's New York City. Mm-hmm. We have a great guest tonight. Yes, we do. So today we have Ramya Kamath, who served as an RA in Palladium Hall for Kristen Sylvester and Blake Redding and during the 2007 to 2009 academic years. Welcome, Ramya, and thanks for joining us on today's show. It's a real pleasure having you on. Um, How are you, and where are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, Yumi. Um, I am currently in my apartment in St. Louis after a long day at the office. Wow, the office. So we got (laughs) to know what you're doing right at this point, okay? (laughs) Yes. uh, So I am currently working as a pediatric dentist. I work in three different locations, and... I primarily am specialized in the dental field, working with children and adolescents who have high anxiety or behavior management techniques, and I do all of their dental needs in whatever way that I can for them. That's fantastic. Uh, We're going to come back to that, but why don't we start a little bit about your time at Washington Square. What did you study while you were here? So I was uh, pre-med. I started out pre-med and thought I wanted to be a a doctor, a physician. Soon realized that was maybe not the right thing for me, and I kind of pivoted a little bit and found the dental field. Tell us what you've done since you graduated from NYU. So I graduated NYU in May 2009, and I ended up going to dental school just uptown at Columbia University. Uh, Most dental students are able to start practicing right after graduation, but I chose to specialize in pediatrics, and I did an additional two-year residency in the Bronx at Montefiore Medical Center. 
so that took about 10 years from start to finish. And then um, once I graduated residency, I got married and I moved to uh, St. Louis to join my husband, who is pursuing a residency here in St. Louis. Excellent. Oh, wow, that all sounds really great. Um, were you involved in any <laughs> extracurricular activities while you were here? Yeah, I think probably a little too much. I was, <laughs> I was, I had my hands everywhere. Um, I was an admissions ambassador or a tour guide at NYU, and I gave tours to prospective students and their families. I also am a singer, so I led an acapella group called New York Must Be. It's a South Asian all-female acapella group, and that was kind of you know what I did for fun. It was my passion while I was at NYU. I also had a couple of part-time jobs in the medical field. First, I worked for a LASIK surgeon on Park Avenue. Avenue, and then I worked as a dental assistant um, in Midtown Manhattan and in Brooklyn. So with all of those things you were doing, what made you want to be an RA? <laughs> well, you know, that's a great question. I came from a really big high school and found myself at NYU, which was another really big university. And during my freshman year, it was kind of hard to find a sense of community and find my place. You know, all of the students there were, were at the top of their class and had done really well. And my sophomore year, I ended up at Carlisle. And that's when I became involved with the Hall Council with Chris Dippick. And uh, I also served as the president of the Residential Mentor Program, which is where I met Kristen Sylvester. And uh, that was the first time that I found a sort of sense of community, and it was really cool because it was where I lived. I could interact with students who were not necessarily taking science classes like I was, but were from all different parts of the university, and uh, we could kind of come together and have fun and, you know, have a sense of community. So that got me interested in residence hall life, and then from there, with the encouragement of both Chris and Kristen, I applied to be an RA, and I ended up at Palladium. Um, awesome. Well, um, I do remember I do remember you mentioning before uh, that you were also an admissions ambassador and you were also involved with Res Life. Uh, so, what was it like for you to work on a staff at NYU? It was awesome. You know, it's really cool to have that kind of insider perspective of how all of these big events come to life. You know, one big thing at NYU is this, there's so much going on just in New York City itself, but NYU does a great job of um, also kind of supporting students. And being on staff at NYU meant that I could have a leadership position that focused on cultivating a sense of community, and I could kind of be behind the scenes um, running events for students and for residents. And um, it was a challenge. You know, it was an additional responsibility that not all students needed to have on top of their academic responsibilities. But it was a lot of fun, and it taught me a lot. And it was great to be a part of that family. Tell me about the relationships you had with your residents in Palladium. Um, yeah, so I was a an RA for the Explorations floor. Excellent. It was the 12th floor at Palladium, so that was the science and technology floor. Ooh. And with Explorations, you don't necessarily have students who are all in the same class, so it's not like the freshman dorm, it's not like the sophomore dorm. You have students who are in mixed years. Um, so, you know, when I started as a sophomore, I was younger than a lot of them, and 
they, I did end up becoming friends with a lot of them. You know, we would take the same courses sometimes because we were, a lot of them were in science courses. So I would see them in classes and I would see them in the dorms. Or a lot of times I would see them studying. We were all kind of a bunch of nerds. So we studied a lot in the study lounge on the third floor of Palladium. And, uh, you know, it was helpful. It was nice to have something in common with them, you know, if we were taking similar courses. And I tried to just be a friend, be a, a student just like them, but also be a resource for them. So, you know, taking courses like the ones we were taking, it was hard. It was challenging. And it can often bring about a lot of high anxiety. So it was nice to just kind of have an outlet to do things that were available to all of the students on our floor, but were kind of catered towards a science and technology spin. Mm. Did you interact with your FFIRs at all? Yeah, definitely. Um, we were on the same floor, so I was neighbors with our FFIR, Gary Belkin. He was a great resource. It was him and it was Renee Blake. Mm -hmm. uh, she was on the ninth floor, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm -hmm. So... We got to plan a lot of events that were under both Renee Blake and um, Gary Belkin. I think one of my favorites was planning just monthly dinners with, with Gary. So he had this awesome apartment in the corner <laughs> on the 12th floor and a great view in Union, of Union Square from what I remember. So my co-RAs, I was co-RAs with both Lee Huang my first year and then David Tsai my second year. And it was our initiative to bring the floor together and food, free food always brought people together, right? So it still does, believe it or not. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. And it was awesome. You know, we got to cater from a lot of different restaurants that we wanted to try too, right? So we would just get a bunch of food delivered and just hang out in Gary's apartment together. And it was a good study break for students, and it was a good way to kind of get to know him. He was already out in the field. You know, he was working. So he had a different perspective. Um, so I loved having him there. What skills did you gain from being an RA that you implement with today? Oh, so many skills. You know, I think leadership skills are, are a big one. Um, you know, as a dentist, we have to manage a, a big staff, and um, that can sometimes there can be some conflicts. You know, you have to be skilled at conflict resolution, which I learned uh, being an RA, of course. You know, roommate squabbles. <laughs> now it might be staff squabbles. Um, also, uh, just being efficient with your time. Um, you know, as a as an RA, a lot of RAs, I, I'm sure, were active in the NYU community at large. So we had a lot of obligations um, in addition to just being a student. You know, we can't forget we were there to actually learn. We were college students. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, we had these responsibilities as RAs. So we had to learn to become efficient with our time. Um, and that's something that I need to do now as a dentist. I have a high volume practice, so I have to run parallel chairs and procedures, mm. and I have to keep track of all of that, keep track of all of the patients and, and what I'm doing all at the same time. So that's a big skill that I've learned. Um, you know, and I'm also, as a dentist, you're people-facing, so you have to manage people's expectations. You have to be able to talk to people, have that confidence to, to do that, um, and of course, just make meaningful connections with people, and those are all things that I think I learned a lot as an RA. Okay. Um, so what do you think is like the biggest difference between managing like college students? And I know you're a pediatric dentist. Like how do you, how did you take those skills and like interpret them into kids? Because they're a lot different, obviously. And what's like your favorite thing um, about being a pediatric dentist? Oh, yeah, it's, it's the best. You know, I, I never knew I wanted to be a dentist. 
And then on top of that, I never knew I wanted to be a pediatric dentist. So mm. I sort of stumbled upon this career. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's the perfect thing for me. Um, as a pediatric dentist, the, the stress is less on the actual dentistry, and it's more on uh, behavior management, keeping kids' anxieties down, mm. um, you know, keeping their parents calm. Like, it's not just your, your patient in the chair. It's also sometimes overbearing parents, sometimes stressed-out parents parents who haven't slept in a while, maybe, you know, so it's a a lot of managing a lot of those kinds of skills. And, um, you know, college students can be really anxious too, especially pre-med ones or science ones. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we would have uh, uh, students who were super stressed about midterms or finals or, um, you know, just college is a tough place, right? You're, you're learning how to be independent. You're not living with your parents anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're making a series of choices that, you know, that are yours. And so that's something that as an RA, becoming friends with my residents and sometimes just helping them through those difficult moments was, was a good task. And it's something I have to do with my patients too. Um, they're a lot younger, of course, than college students, although mm-hmm. I still have some students in college or some patients who are college students right now. Mm-hmm. But you know, that, that kind of anxiety reduction is, is, a, is a good skill and it's a good uh, parallel in both roles. Rami, a lot of our students come here as pre-med students and over the time going through it, it gets really difficult and they mm-hmm. kind of move out. How do you, what advice do you give to those students who are in the pre-med track and say, wow, I I don't know if I can continue doing this. What else is out there for me? Like, how do you make that decision? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's really interesting. You come to college and a lot of us put down a major or we have something in mind, right? We say we're going to NYU to be a blank. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's good to just kind of let go of those uh, preconceived notions, and and have an open mind about what the possibilities are. Um, you, you're going to college to to really discover what the world is like, and at NYU, you're going to the best city in the world. You know, so um, for me, I actually ended up. I had a boyfriend at the time who I ended up marrying. So oh. my um, yeah, NYU. Uh, so my husband, yeah, or <laughs> NYU. Yeah, we we started dating before I went to NYU, but. You know, we saw each other through a a lot. He actually um, is training to be a neurosurgeon right now, and um, he graduated from Stern. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he was a a very confused freshman from what I remember. You know, he had told himself that he was going to go to Stern. He was going to work on Wall Street. And then he got there, and he just, he had kind of a, he didn't like it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't his thing, and he thought that there was something more for him. So I saw him going through that and and being a stern pre-med and and just having so much passion studying for these science classes, and then I looked at myself, and I thought, I don't really have that passion to be a a doctor, to to work as, you know, I don't know, as a physician, I just didn't see that passion. Um, and in the same way that he had to kind of let go of his thought that he was going to be a, a businessman, um, I had to let go of that thought that I had come to NYU to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's okay to pivot. It's okay to maybe realize that you didn't have all the answers at one time and kind of discover something new. And I feel like that's what um, I did with dentistry. I actually, before I uh, decided to go to NYU, I had gotten into a bunch of seven-year med programs, wow. and I decided, 
not to do that and wanted to have that four plus four experience. And wow, I'm so glad I did. It's like I dodged a bullet there because, you know, <laughs> medicine is just, it's just not for me. So I'm, I'm really happy with my choices. And, you know, if you're pre-med and you're anxious and you're stressed out, it's okay. You, you can either still push through it and have that passion and realize, yep, I still want to do this. Mm-hmm. Or you can totally change your mind. It's never too late to change your mind. Mm-hmm. So what are you uh, most proud of in your career to date? You know, it's, for me, it's a, a lot of little wins, I think. Um, treating kids is hard. It's something a lot of dentists don't even want to do. But for me, it's, it's those little wins where you have a patient, and they were referred to you from somebody who maybe tried and just couldn't go far with them. They've got needs that need to be addressed. And, you know, they come to your office, and they're super scared. They barely want to walk through the door. And then you... Um, you kind of try different tools in your toolbox and you try to earn their trust a little bit, calm their anxiety, and eventually you just kind of turn them around and you see this big smile on their face and they're running out the door, you know, looking for their prize and they're begging their parents to bring them back. So it's kind of those, like, those sweet little moments. I get to be a kid all day long, which is fun. One cool experience was um, when I went to, I went to Guatemala when I was in residency, and that was to treat a lot of children there who just didn't have access to dental care. So uh, it was about 10 dentists and um, some volunteers, and uh, we had lines of about 150 to 200 little kids, you know, per day who were waiting to be treated. They were in chronic pain sometimes. They had um, just massive dental needs, and uh, we were there to help them. Um, there were there was no electrical equipment. There was no heat sterilization. There were no x-rays. There, were, there was nothing fancy. Um, it was all done in, in classrooms, and we would just put two chairs together and kind of create a makeshift dental bed, and we would treat kids that way with very limited supplies. So that was a really cool experience. It was humbling. Um, I was proud of the work that I could do given so little, but it was also humbling to know that that was possible, right? To know that you don't need all the bells and whistles. You can just get creative, use things that you may never have thought you would use for a certain procedure, but get the job done, get the patient out of pain, um, and, and treat them well. And, and that was a really cool experience. Wow. So was that before or like after you decided to become a pediatric dentist? Did you know when you wanted to specialize in a specific specialty? Yeah, so that experience in Guatemala was actually uh, during my pediatric residency training. So I was training to get used to kids, and um, that experience kind of made me better at that, I think. But I chose to do pediatrics when I was in dental school. Again, I I went to dental school with that open mind, right? And I hadn't pigeonholed myself into, I want to be an orthodontist or I want to be an oral surgeon. I just thought I wanted to be a general dentist. And I had worked as a dental assistant in a general dentist office. So that's all I had really known. So being a pediatric dentist, um, it just was something that spoke to me um, during my third year. So right around third year is when you usually make that call about whether you should specialize or not. Mm. We had some pediatric rotations and um I think it was just fun it just it's it was a place where I felt like I could turn on you know and I was I was just enjoying myself um and you know seeing just scared little kids and and having them walk away just trusting me was a a big a meaningful thing for me we're going to jump to speed round at this point uh a couple questions let's ask you 
favorite tradition at NYU? Welcome week. Um, I love the feeling of all of us just being on campus and uh, not having any classes, you know, <laughs> not having any responsibilities, mm-hmm. but having a ton of events and a ton of fun things to do, um, catching up about our summers. And uh, yeah, that was my favorite. Us dining hall. Oh, man. Um, I would say Hayden. Hayden Hall. It had the best vegetarian and vegan options. And I loved Kimmel also. <laughs> Any celebrity sightings as an NYU student? Yes. I saw Will Smith filming for I Am Legend. Your favorite place to hang out in New York City? Uh, Central Park. It was uh, further uptown, but, you know, I kind of moved uptown during my 10 years in New York. And I just loved being in the outdoors. You know, in New York City, there's sometimes not a lot of greenery. So Central Park was a cool place. I loved running there, and it was really calming. Finally, do you stay in contact with other RA alums that you haven't shouted out for yet? This is your chance. Yeah, um, I ended up doing residency with an RA at Palladium, Mernal Parmar. And I, some of my really close friends uh, were all RAs, Hannah Kim, Shreya Kumar, and Richa Tandon. That's great that you've had so many RAs that stay in your life. Yeah, Special. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Ramya Kamath, um, for spending some time with Tom and I to discuss your journey and where your life after NYU is taking you. Uh, as always, thanks to our listeners who stay connected with RA alums who are living the Dream School alumni version life. Thanks so much, Ramya. <laughs> we really appreciate you taking the time, especially from your busy schedule. You're doing great work. Congratulations. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you, Tom and Yumi. Absolutely. So honored. (laughs) If you like today's show, uh, please look for more content on the website. If you want to know Ari's favorite books, go to whatthey'rereading.blogs.com. And special thanks to my engineer, Rashid Aziz, and to the current professional staff and alums of NYU like Chris Divick, Kristen Sylvester, and Blake Redding, who did great work in developing RAs like Rumi. Until next time. Think about how you can contribute to and remember to smile brightly to light up someone's day in our community.